Welcome to the New Hope 365 podcast. Due to the rising number of COVID cases in our area, we are once again having church online only. For the easiest way to keep up with the latest information about New Hope 365, you can download our app by searching New Hope Round Rock in your favorite app store. And now, here is today's message. Well, good morning, New Hope 365. I am so glad to be with you this morning, and I anticipate that God is going to do something powerful in your life. Uh, Those also that are listening online, I hope God just touches you in a powerful, powerful way. Before I get into today's topic, I'd like to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now, on this day, we ask, Lord Jesus, for you to come by your Holy Spirit and touch our lives. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would touch not only those that are here present in this room, but those, God, outside of this room, those listening online or wherever they're tuning in. I pray, Father, right now that you would uh, just stretch forth your hand and that they would sense your sweet, powerful presence and that they, God, would experience peace like never before. And if anybody is dealing with the weight of the world and feeling overwhelmed, feeling like they, it's just too much with everything that's taking place in our culture and around the world, oh God, may they just run to you and God call out to you and I know that you will answer their prayer and meet every need of theirs, whatever that may be. Thank you, Jesus. Now I pray your anointing over this message and your awesome and mighty name we pray. Amen. So, we are in a series entitled Reality, The Battle Between Good and Evil. And I've been teaching on the battle that took place between Satan and the demons and how Jesus cast them out of heaven and how since that time the battleground has been on earth. We know that God has set forth his divine counsel, his angels, who have been guardians and worshipers and warriors and messengers that he sends out on his behalf to help us and to also defeat the enemy in this battle that is going on. We also know that Jesus then was necessary and needed to come to earth to what? Embark on the battle to help us ultimately overcome a battle that we could never win on earth our own. We needed a Savior. We needed Jesus. And last week I talked about that uh, and how Jesus was even impacted in the battle as the Son of God on the face of the earth and how that impacts us to this day. Today we are looking at my God-given spiritual authority. We have been given God-given spiritual authority. Think about it this way. I don't know if there's any history buffs in here or listening, but I love to study history. And in World War II, there was, when the war was over, what happened is there were still Nazi soldiers that were still going about the countryside, and either they hadn't heard that the war was over or they just wanted to terrorize people in their homes. And so they continued to do that throughout Germany. And or throughout property and lands and so forth. But even when parties had been thrown and the war and the battle was over, <laughs> uh, 
literally these individuals did not quit. Maybe it was because they didn't want to stomach the fact that they had been defeated, and maybe, and they just wanted to inflict pain and death. Well, think about it. The war between God and Satan is much like World War II. At the cross, Jesus, at the cross of Jesus Christ, Satan was defeated, but skirmish, skirmishes rage on, and and, and, and will continue to rage on until our king returns for the second time to rally up all of those that do not believe in him, whether that's mankind and or the demons, and sentence them into an eternal prison as his kingdom overtakes every nation of the earth. And so these skirmishes in our life are not the big battle. King Jesus already won the big Battle. The battles, our battles, are fought in the context of a war, and this should encourage us, in a war that was won, in a foe that is defeated, and has been, this foe has been disarmed and will ultimately be destroyed. And so it's important for us to know that as we embark on our God given spiritual authority. You ever watch the History Channel, or let's say at night you're going to sit down and you watch the History Channel? And as you're watching, let's say it was you're watching some history about the Spanish flu or maybe you're watching about some battle that has taken place or whatever and you watch it and usually your anxiety isn't that heightened or you're not stressed. It doesn't really stress you. Why? It's history. But then throughout the day or let's say in the evening you watch the daily news and as you watch the news, all of a sudden you can be like, oh my gosh, my, my stress level is starting to, to increase and I start to get this anxiety in me. Why? Because it's something that is occurring right now and impacts our day-to-day life and therefore it can, disturb, it can disturb us. But think about this. For God, everything is the history channel and nothing is the nightly news. God sees everything in a finished state. And he invites us to trust him, knowing what? That there's a happily ever after ending. The enemy and his armies are being crushed and are crumbling. And truthfully, today what you see in culture, what you see spinning around us, I think is showing and revealing the sign of the times. And the enemy is ramping and amping up his tactical approaches to, to try to defeat, defeat God's kingdom and defeat his children because he knows his time is short. And so, knowing what we believe in faith and that the Bible accurately records the end of history ought to encourage all of us. We all should be encouraged not to give up. And Satan is constantly trying to tempt us. I I get tempted, you get tempted. He's constantly trying to take us out, and he wants us to hate others. He wants us to hurt others. He wants us to do things that we would say, well, I would have never done that. But Satan wants us to embark on those things. But not only is Satan a deceiver, I think that Satan is actually deceived himself into believing that he can rewrite the Bible and the storyline and defeat God once and for all, and Satan thinks he can win. But we know, as Christians, that he doesn't win. We know that he has been defeated. And Jesus, who defeated the devil in his first coming, will destroy the devil in his second coming. So, 
if you belong to Jesus, if you call yourself a Christian and you are a follower of Jesus Christ, here's the few things that I want us to know in this message today is this, and that you need to believe so that you can exercise your God-given authority and win the battles that may come your way. First, as a Christian, the key is that you have moved from what? The kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You have moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You, we, and I've shared this in the weeks past, you were born into a counterfeit kingdom at war against the kingdom of God. 1 John 5.19 says this, We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And when we were born again of the Holy Spirit, our citizenship was transferred from this world to the kingdom of God. You still are a resident of this world, but you are a citizen in heaven. Colossians 3, no, Colossians 1, verse 13 says this, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. And so Jesus protects us in the enemy's territory. And the enemy's territory is the world currently. And Jesus protects those who are his children. 1 John 5, 18 says, We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. So, think about this. We, as children of the King, have moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. For Christians, if you're a Christian, this life is as close to hell as we will ever be. It is as bad as it will ever get. And conversely, for non-Christians, this life is as close to heaven as what? As they will be. And it is as good as it will ever get. A little sobering, but a dose of reality and is why we put our hope in Jesus Christ and we trust him and we don't we're not living for the here and now exclusively living for the here and now we are living for the then and there so you have moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light and the second key thing you need to believe as you exercise the authority that God has given you to win your battles is this demonic attack is not uncommon. It's a common thing that happens to me and will happen to you and any of us that are followers of Jesus. Of course, the world, there's attack going on constantly, but people aren't aware that they are under attack. In history, we study wars and we, we, we talk about soldiers and marching orders and marching into battle and the spirit, the evil spirits are marching in the battle in the unseen realm, and so God's divine counsel and his warriors are also marching into battle in, in the unseen realm that is impacting the seen realm. And like physical soldiers, demon soldiers are very, very skilled. They are demon warriors that are good communicators. They possess great intelligence. 
They have emotions that drive them and have a will by which they make tactical decisions. So, in wars, only the noteworthy warriors become legends. Think about like General Douglas MacArthur or, or you think of uh, General Lee or, or, or you think about uh, Napoleon Bonaparte or uh, somebody like that. And, and it was noteworthy warriors become legends. And the Bible names some of these demonic warriors and they are these. Baal, some would say the name Baal or other demons working as Baals. The Ashtaroth, the Asherah, the Chemosh, the Molech, Artemis, Legion, Hermes, Zeus, Dyke, also called Justice, Castor Lilith, also called the Night Creature, or Screech Owl, for those of you that may like Screech Owls. We also see fallen divine leaders. What? The princes, the princes of Persia and Greece. We, you can study them in the text of Scripture. They are at spiritual war with God's divine leaders. And God's chief prince, who I talked about a few weeks ago, is Michael. And the Lord's angels and other divine beings are all engaged in a battle that we do not see, but it influences and impacts us now. In fact, the New Testament scholar Clinton Arnold has noted that in addition to the named demons in the Bible, that one scholar has counted 123 different demons identified by name in rabbinic literature. And the Bible also speaks of demons in terms of dangerous beasts, starting with Satan as a serpent, a dragon, and a lion, and other demons called such things as python spirit or goat demons and wild animals including ostriches and bulls and hyenas and birds and scorpions. The Bible even re, uh, refers to people in terms, in terms such as vipers, serpents, goats, cows, dogs, wolves, leeches, donkeys, and evil beasts. You see, demonic attack is constant, often seducing the flesh within us because we're living in the midst of a war that has been raging since it erupted in heaven. It's real. It's around us. Does that mean, in fact, as I'm telling you all of this right now, you're probably going, dear Lord, that's freaking me out. If you think the nightly news gave me anxiety, this is potentially giving me anxiety. But here's some encouraging words. First Peter 5, verses 7 through 9, says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to live with that anxiety over what is taking place in the unseen realm. You know, and I know, that we are victorious through Jesus Christ. And if we resist him and steadfast, we will be able to endure. John 16.33 is another one that's encouraging to me. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you'll have what? Pandemics. You'll have struggles. You'll have riots. 
you'll have distress in this world. What? You will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart. Take heart. Because I have overcome the world. And the Spirit of God in you and the Spirit of God in me bears witness to the fact that we are not defeated, that we are overcomers, and no matter what is spinning around us everywhere, going on in culture, we are not going to be destroyed because we are what? We are not, we are residents of this earth, but we ultimately... Um, our uh, residents of heaven. And that's our citizenship. So, if you're loyal to King Jesus, then this is what I've come to the conclusion. As I am loyal to Jesus, as I am a follower of Jesus, as I study His Word and I, and I preach the Word and I talk about Jesus, not only here, but I talk about it out in culture and community and I pray for people and just like you do. But as you do that, the enemy sets up minefields. And those minefields are out to ultimately hurt and destroy, try to destroy you, but you don't have to be afraid. So, here's some key things you need to believe is first. You have moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Second, demonic attack is not uncommon. As you read through Scripture, you will see it's constant. It's happening. It's taking place. But the enemy cannot defeat and destroy the children of God. And the third key thing that we need to believe is we exercise our authority as God has given it to us to win the battles and the struggles that we have. This is what he says, or what you need to understand. You come with your king's authority. You come with your king's authority. Here's the best way that I know how to explain it. I don't know if you've ever watched the show Cops, okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm sure right now Cops isn't the most, you know, uh, thrilling show for people to watch with everything that's going like defund the police and, and all of those types of things. But when you watch the, the show Cops, what often happens is that cop shows up and, and then somebody is actually acting unruly or, or, or a criminal doing something that is wrong and is, it's necessary for this cop to show up and their behavior needs to be dealt with. So, the person then, usually when the cop shows up, surrenders. Why? Because officer, an officer shows up with the full authority of the entire police force. When someone with more authority shows up, what happens? There has to be surrender. So, you can, on the show Cops, you can either do that willingly and, you know, put your hands behind your back and, you know, get in the car and do it. Or, you can do what? You can get slammed to the ground and there can be all kinds of chaos that ensues. You get it, you've seen it, and it's been tragic how some of the things even have ended. And I won't get into the whole racist topic and so forth, but... The reality is, is when a demon comes into our life, it does not need to surrender to you, and it does not need to surrender to me. In fact, you and I have no authority apart from Jesus Christ. Every demon must submit to Jesus because he has all authority. He has all authority. No one 
and nothing has authority equal to Jesus Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 22. It says this, Paul writing says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray, verse 19, that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at, the, at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Verse 21. Now, he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. And that is your king above anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of who? The church. That is you. That is me. They call ourselves Christians, Christ followers. Look over at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means that we have been seated with Christ Jesus. We have uh, our citizenship secured in heaven, but one day, actually this is dumbfounding to me, is one day we will actually sit there and we will judge, even judge the demonic, the demons that have, may even have terrorized, tried to terrorize us and or our culture for years. Because we are united in Christ Jesus, our eternity is going to be judging those that ultimately turned their back on God. So when a demon shows up in your life, what is he? He's a criminal. You are the cop. And you come in the name and the authority of the highest power in all eternity. And what is that highest power in all eternity, it is Jesus. So, you have moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Demonic attack is not uncommon. You come with your king's authority. You have that Heaven's armies are backing us up as we pursue God, as we live uh, in culture. He's backing us up, and we come with that authority. And the fourth key thing that you need to believe as you exercise the authority God has given you to win your battle and battles is this. Your defeated enemy has to surrender to your victorious king. Your defeated enemy has to surrender to your victorious king. King. I don't know if you've ever played the game Mercy, or the, some call it uh, Uncle or whatever, in which you link your hands against somebody and you take and you, you, know, you bend each other's wrists and you try to twist it and get it, and ultimately the goal is to what? Get the person to go Mercy, or to say Uncle, and you just so badly want to defeat and get that person 
so that they so that you win. The enemy, Satan and his demons, what they often do, it's like they have their own game of mercy or their own game of uncle, in which what they do is they try to press you and they try to twist and they try to distort and they try to to to, to get things where it starts to feel painful or where you're like, oh, I, I just I gotta give in to this temptation, I gotta give in to this struggle, I've got to give in to this, and to think that literally you aren't going to make it. It's their own version of the game. And the reality is, is that if you will press on and not give in, you will actually overcome. James chapter 4, verse 7 says this, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The Spirit of God in us, in you as Christians, is greater. He is greater in us than he that is in the world and the powerful forces that are out there. And you do not have to surrender. You do not have to surrender to the demonic. But instead, surrender to God. And when you and I surrender to God because of his Spirit being inside of us, the demons that would follow or try to twist or or try to manipulate or or set landmines, they have to submit and surrender to God who by His Spirit is in you and is in me. So, with that, the only way you can win the supernatural battles in life against the demonic power is by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit from God in our lives. That's it. I, I have tried um, to do self-help things, and I'm not saying we shouldn't do things to better ourselves and to try to help in our world, but the reality is, is, is that when I try to do things on my own, I found that I have a lid, and I'm only as good as maybe the gifts or the talents, the abilities that God has given me in the flesh and, and with my mind. <laughs> but when I trust in our Heavenly Father and I lean into Him, the only way I've realized that I can overcome these supernatural battles is with the Spirit of God in me. In fact, Ephesians 6.10 says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. In His might. How do you win? In His might and in His power. Not your own, not my own, in His. 1 John 4.4 says this, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. There you have it. Romans 8, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So, we must be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know, I think about um, many of us have laptops or, or whatever, but imagine having your laptop, you open it up, and, and as you're working on your laptop, you're watching as the battery continues to, to go down, and you go from 95% down to 70, and down to 50, and down to 30, and eventually you're in that crisis zone, the 5%, and eventually your laptop shuts down unless you do what? Unless you plug into 
the power source. And the power source then connects back up and begins to recharge, re-energize, and allows you to continue to work on your laptop, right? But imagine if, as you were needing to have a charge, you just thought, oh my gosh, it's going to die, and you're looking at it, and it's continuing to go lower as the battery dwindles, and eventually it just turns off, and people are like, there's a power outlet. There's a power outlet. Just plug in. Just plug in. And you're like, no, I, I, I need, it needs to do something. You'd be like, that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. You'd be like, just plug in. In the same way, we as Christians, we serve, we give, we work. We, we impact culture, we touch lives, we do life with our spouse. If you're married, uh, if you have children, you're engaging with them, you're, you're doing things out and about. And what happens is the battery begins to get depleted. And, and eventually the tank and, the, and the, the juice begins to go to the point of where you're pretty empty. And you know when the enemy wants to come in and rob, steal, kill, destroy, and wants you to step on those landmines? He wants you to do it when you're absolutely empty, just like Jesus. When he had gone out into the wilderness... And as he went out and he fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights and he was hungry, who showed up? The enemy, Satan. And he'll do the same thing in your life and in my life. So what do we have to do? We have to plug into the power source. It sounds so logical, but here's how I've done it. Is I've done it over the years by getting alone and praying, you plug in, and when you begin to pray, it's like the juice comes right through the cord and into your life as you begin to pray. Another thing is we worship today. What happens is as I put my hand up and hands up, and I begin to seek God, and I begin to say, Lord, as we sing this, just fill me. It's like juice coming right from the wall, right into my body, as I worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Scripture Reading the Word of God is like a full plug-in. Just boom, there it is. Fellowship, fellowship, getting together. That's why this is so difficult for us, particularly as Christ followers. And on all of humanity, I get it. We were wired and we are wired by God for relationships. So fellowship is so important for us. In fact, some would say that, oh, you know, the church, this, everything's online and I, it's okay. You know, I don't need to have, to, we don't need to gather, let's say, on Sunday mornings and all that. But here's the problem. The enemy would like you to think that and the enemy would like you to be deceived into thinking that you don't need the church. But Jesus established the church and said that it is good and said that it is better that we gather together. And as the church grows, obviously the corporate side of the body will grow and even the need to be what? Taught the truth, to worship God in spirit and in truth. And, 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 and uh, some, as, as uh, the Apostle Paul would say, as he said, some have totally gotten away from the order from God that says you need to gather. And it's important. That's a plug-in for me. That's a plug-in. And so fellowship, scripture, worship, prayer, inviting God's presence and peace. And it's, it's just like a sentence prayer for me. Heavenly Father, I ask for your presence and your peace right now as I am what? Before the battle, during the battle, and after the battle. I need 
your strength. And so, that today, I pray that as you and your battles and your struggles that, that may happen and occur and do happen and occur, I pray that you will be a victor. You will be an overcomer. So next week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about how we overcome the demonic influence. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to break that down a little bit more, and I hope that it will help you. I hope it will help sharpen you um, in, in the things that tactically are coming our way in, from the unseen realm into the seen realm, and then taking our influence in the supernatural, the seen realm, impacting the unseen realm. And so I pray that you'll uh, engage that, and to God be the glory. Would you bow your head and close your eyes today? Heavenly Father, I thank you, we thank you, that greater are you in us than he that is in the world. And the weapons that have been formed to try to take us out, mm-mm, they can't. We're your children. And, and we thank you, God, that you are with us. We thank you that you minister in and through us. And we ask, oh God, for your strength today. But help us not to abandon prayer, that relationship with you, Scripture, that worship unto you, O God, being rejuvenated, O God, and and help us to uh, know, God, how to walk in your power and help us to take the steps necessary and not get so entrenched in all that's going on in culture and forget that you are our power source. Holy Spirit, fill us fresh. Fill me fresh. Fill those that are listening here and online. Fill them fresh, God. And, and may you get all the glory in the weeks and months and years ahead. And Lord, if there's anybody today that does not know you personally, has not given their life to you, Jesus, I pray that they will do that today, in this very moment, and we would watch as heaven rejoices, we would, we would applaud as heaven rejoices, and as Satan continues to be defeated. Thank you, God. It's all for your glory, in your awesome and mighty name we pray. Amen. Today, if you prayed with me or you desire to come to faith in Jesus Christ, if you're with us in online church, there's a, there's a next steps. You can just click on that and it outlines the next steps of reaching out to us and helping us, helping us, us help you towards the journey towards Christ-centered wholeness. If you're on other platforms such as YouTube or you're on Facebook or, or on Instagram or whatever, just uh, go ahead and email me at info at newhope365.us and we'll make sure that we follow up with you and again, help you to, go, to, to get going on the journey towards Christ-centered wholeness. God bless you. Have an awesome and incredible week and I'll see you next time as we continue the journey of the battle between good and evil. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd like to invite you to visit our website for all the latest news and announcements for New Hope 365. We have added some temporary buttons to our homepage to make it quick and easy for you to request prayer, sign up for our email list, see current needs and opportunities to serve, as well as give. You can find it all at newhope365.church. That's newhope, the numbers 365.church.